0: A lot of companies are selling fast, easy money. You recently described that as Advil, which does not solve a problem. Let's call it some bullshit and describe what's going on. Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast, Active Lifers. I'm Larry Guyer, and we're here in studio with Dr. Sean Pestuch. Let's do this. Can you describe to us what you mean by a mentorship company selling
1: fast, easy money as being Advil? Yeah. So, Advil is meant to resolve pain. I believe everybody is very clear that Advil is not meant to resolve the problem that led to the pain. The pain that people are in, that these companies are selling to, is the thought that you don't have enough money. And, and, and there's a solution out there that's going to make you more money and therefore resolve the pain that you're having around not having enough money. Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Making more money is Advil. That is not getting to the root of why you were not making more money in the first place? It is not getting to the root of whether you understand who you are or not, and why you feel the way that you feel about money, about your services, about yourself, about the people around you.
0: And by the way, if you're the person who says, "I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want more money," this is a great time for you to stop listening. Yeah, get the get the great time not, for you to stop. Just listening.
1: get out. Uh, and before you go, though, go ahead and rate the podcast five stars. Five stars because we told you the truth.
0: You'll make more money if you rate this five stars.
1: Probably, uh, review it and share it with a friend. Tell them like these people are idiots. You yep. hear these people? Yeah. But make sure you do those three things first. Correct. Because that's how you're going to make a lot of money. So that's it. You know, it's it's. I believe that we can teach anybody. It's it's not hard to make money, and I know that that sounds like oh.
0: For people who don't have it, that probably sounds sounds, frustrating.
1: Yes. What I'm saying when I say that is that you can easily be taught how to make money. Anybody who's made it knows how to make it. They can teach you how they did it. Now, you might not like it, right? Because they might say to you, hey, I don't know how to make money as a coach, but if you can go sell this stuff and drop ship on Amazon, you can make money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now you're choosing how you want to make money if you don't go and do that. All I'm getting at is, look around. You're surrounded by people who have money.
0: Who make it in a million different ways.
1: Yes. Even if you live in a poor neighborhood, you're not far from people who have money. Yeah. So, the making of the money, anyone listening to this can probably relate. You're not working in finance, pushing buttons, moving money from point A to point B. Why not? You could make a lot of money doing that. You're not working in private equity, buying up companies for less than they are worth, knowing full well that you got a great deal on them and that you, you know, screwed the founder in a lot of ways, oftentimes. But you won because you don't feel good about that. So you want to make your money doing something that makes you feel good about what you do every day. Well, that's different. Now we cannot solve that problem.
0: By the way, luxury decision to be able to make.
1: Welcome to America.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. That's, but it's important that people understand that. The trade-off is if you want things exactly... There are s- most people make all of their money doing something that they don't care about. No, doing something that they dislike. Even great. The trade-off of you being able to get exactly what you want is that it doesn't come that easy.
1: Yes. Yes. And it doesn't come easy because I would argue right now you don't even know exactly what you want.
0: First reason people fail anything, unclear definition of success.
1: Yeah. And you don't know who you need to become for that to be something that naturally just comes to you. If active life wasn't a thing for me, For us. I have 100% confidence we would both find other ways to make our living.
0: In not a long amount of time.
1: No. Very quick. I would not be as fulfilled as I am right now. I'd have to find something to fill the gap while I built something to fill the future. But the making of the money is palliative. It's it's a pacifier in a baby's mouth. It's Advil for an adult. It's a it's 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 the thing that soothes the moment. I'm in so much pain because of financial hardship right now. Just give me something to soothe the moment. It does not if if you're using tactics to develop more money. It doesn't address the root cause of the problem, which is that you did not believe that you were valuable enough to be worthy of that money. It's the root of it. Mm. We've sat in rooms with people who've told us that um, they watched members of their family struggle financially and be taken advantage of by other people financially and therefore run into the problem of I feel bad, when somebody tells me that this is too much money for them, even if I know that it's exactly what they need to solve their problem, and so I stop selling. That's because you're making the money the most important thing. The other side of that conversation is, if the problem was guaranteed to be resolved, and you're living a different life on the other side of it, Would it be worth it to you to spend that money? And almost always they would say yes. It would be worth it to the client or the prospect. Which leads to the question of, well, why aren't you certain that it's going to be solved? Because that's where your problem lives. You follow? Mm -hmm. It's you, coach, have a lack of certainty that what you're saying to this person who you're asking to buy is true. And your real fear is that you're going to let them down. Mm. You're going to take their money. You're going to fail them like somebody else has taken your money and failed you or taken someone else in your family's money and failed them. And now you look at that person with disdain. And the worst thing in the world for you would be for somebody to look at you with disdain the way that you look at them. So what's really left to evaluate why are you lacking the confidence that you're going to get the results for somebody who you tell to buy?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the 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 first thing that comes up for me is when is the last time you felt absolutely certain about anything enough to go all in on knowing that you're about to make something true that you believe ought to be true? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's been a long time, I think that's worth evaluating, man.
1: Well, so. I had a conversation with a client of ours who is financially doing very well. He's very successful financially. He's very happy with his financials and he's still frustrated with some elements of the business. I believe because he's gone as far as he's comfortable going. I have a sneeze coming. (laughs) Is that the first sneeze on the podcast? Leave that in. in. Yeah. Sneeze like a, sneeze like a champion. Um, and he went back to a conversation he had with you. And he said, you know, I disagree with something that you all teach. Tell me. He said, Larry spoke to me about if there was somebody in a burning building and you knew that they were going to die if you didn't pull them out, what would you do? And he's like, I would, I would yell to them. I would try to get them out. And if they looked at me and said, I don't, I'm, I'm fine, I'm not coming out, he's like, I'm leaving them. I don't need to go risk my life to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. Is it okay? I think that's reasonable if somebody doesn't want to be helped. The question, though, is does that person know the peril that they're in? If they don't know the peril that they're in, did you just remove yourself from the responsibility of obligating for them the peril that they're in and chalk it up as they didn't care enough? It wasn't a priority for them. When it's a priority for them, they'll come. Maybe. Why do you think you do that? Why
0: do you think you do what?
1: Look at people as not having the priority mm. to leave the yeah, house. Yeah. Then it was like, well, I, I don't. Um, I guess sometimes I do. And, and there, that's where he got stuck. And to his credit, he acknowledged it. And then it became, okay, what I'm actually what he was actually seeing is he doesn't do that. Other people in his business do that.
0: Do the what? The creating the awareness and getting people?
1: Ah, okay. And he likes the people in his business. And he wants to keep the people in his business. And he doesn't know how to develop the people in his business mm. to help people who are coming into his business understand what it is that they need to understand. And so he's chalked it up to, I know how to do that. They don't know how to do that. I don't know how to teach them to do that. It and so
0: he's decided that his business will be as good as they're willing
1: to be. Yes. Mm. And so um, I, I, I shared with him one of my favorite uh, World War II quotes, which was, uh, the Americans do not overcome their problems. They overwhelm them. And I said, if you have people on the team who don't know how to do these things, you can't just fire them. You have to identify, do they want to be able to do these things? If the answer to that is yes, you have to overwhelm that problem. You sure you know how to do it? Yes, I do it all the time. Great. I want you to pick a day of the week for each of them to just live by your side. Just live by your side. You're going to tell them the purpose, the process, and the payoff of every single interaction you are about to have. If you didn't know you were about to have it, you go back to what was the purpose, the process, and the payoff of the situation that just occurred. That's an awesome assignment. That, and you do it for as long as you need to until they can start sharing with you. I think the purpose, the process, and the payoff of this would be that mm. and be correct and what happens when you do all of that is you're go- they're going to ask you questions like why do you always thank why do you thank the waitress every time she comes and pours the water instead of just like the first time or just leaving a good tip well because it feels good to hear thank you for something that you're doing that usually goes unnoticed why do you start conversation with the cashier at the at the supermarket they're not going to become a member well, yeah, but it feels good for them that somebody looks up from their phone and acknowledges that they exist. Well, what's, how does that help our business? It doesn't.
0: No, I would disagree with that.
1: It doesn't directly.
0: I would it, disagree with that. Tell me why. Because you're becoming the kind of person that's going to directly influence your business.
1: What I'm describing is that's indirect. It's It's you becoming a different person thereby leading the business to be a different business. So their money isn't going from their wallet into your bank account. Right. And the cashier is not going to refer somebody to you. They probably don't know somebody who's going to join your business. The person you saw walking down the sidewalk who you said hi to complimented the jacket that they're wearing because it's a cool jacket that you know they picked on purpose. You didn't have to do that. But they smiled. Yep. They remembered it. They told the person in their life who said, you're crazy for buying that jacket. Hey, guess what? I got a compliment on my jacket today.
0: And so the question that I ask is, are you in a position in your life where you spending energy so that someone else can have a better life without you getting anything back is worthwhile to you? Yeah. Just the knowledge
1: that it's better. Is that a worthwhile hit for you? That's that's the whole thing. That's it, man. But the, the reason I'm speaking to that is... That's not what gets sold and it's not what gets taught. And so people learn how to make money and then they find themselves with the same problems that they had before they had money.
0: Well, I think I don't know the statistics on this um, and I could be completely off base here, but I believe that most people that win the lottery end up really bummed out and in a similar situation they were before unless they immediately hired a financial
1: planner. I think there's a different circumstance there. They came into money. They spent it. They didn't know what to do with it. What I'm describing is same thing.
0: They're the same person. I you were given money that didn't require you to change anything about how you operate. Yeah, you're right. That's it. You're right. That's why billionaires, if they become bankrupt, become
1: billionaires again. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the the thought that the money creates the happiness when the reality is that the self-worth creates the money. And, and the happiness. Of course. And the, the self-worth becomes, of course I want to make other people's lives better of course i do
0: well there's you it's only easy to start looking at everyone else's cup to fill
1: when yours is full. when
0: you feel like yours is full so but not just with money it can't be just it's not money that your cup is full of you can never what is it that your cup has to be full of in your opinion
1: faith that you're useful Hmm. it's faith that that, that you're a useful person in the world because here's the thing Uh, you know i get you're crazy all the time, all the time. I got, I don't remember if I told you, I think I told you this dinner last night. Yeah, I did because you were like, next time just don't don't deal with it. Um, <laughs> I'm online at customs to leave Canada <laughs> a, a while back, and there's this woman who I see the the line snakes. So, think about like you're online, there's the like the, the, the plastic so rope or whatever it is. So brutal, dude. You're just I cattle. Fucking
0: walking you're cattle. That cattle. cattle. I hate
1: you're that cattle. Like I took I a picture of like Nexus and World Traveler, sent it to Shield. I'm like. Before my next trip, please. So brutal. So, because there was no line there. Uh, Anyway, this woman was probably 30 minutes behind me in line and directly next to me. Direct, standing directly next to me to get through customs. And I just see that she's crying. And she's probably 60. And no one is saying anything to her. And so I just looked at her. I was like, hey, ma'am. I touched her arm gently. I said, "Are, are you okay? And she explained to me in the English that she could speak, because French was her native language, that um, she has been estranged from her daughter for 15 years, hasn't seen her. They recently re- reconciled, and she was flying to the United States to see her daughter for the first time in 15 years and to meet her granddaughter for the first time ever. We am chills talking about it. And that she got to the airport two hours before her flight, She thought she had time. The security line was long. And then the customs line was long. And she was going to miss her flight. She didn't ask me anything. I pulled all of that out because she was like, yes, I'm just, you know, sad. Why are you sad? I think I'm going to miss my flight. You can just get on the next one. (sighs) Yeah, but... Okay. So... I, I asked the security guard. I said, hey, can is it okay if I let this woman in front of me? Yeah. Lifted the rope. I said, man, please, go in front of me. There was a fucking mob scene behind me when I let that happen. People showing me their ticket. My flight's at this time. Are you going to let everybody cut you in line? My flight's at this time. My flight's at this time. That man's letting everybody cut him in line. What I wanted to say was... Uh, fuck you. I let one person cut me in line, and you. That cost you one minute, and you have nothing. Like, she obviously is in more distress than you were. I can't do that if I'm worried about the fallout of the people behind me being angry that I let this first-time grandma, who's been estranged from her kid for 15 years, cut me in line. I have to know I'm useful. You don't get to make me feel bad about doing that. I feel fucking great about doing that. Mm. There's nothing anybody behind me in line is going to say that is going to have me feeling bad about the action that I just took. No judgment is going to change anything. And it wouldn't matter if I was a, a billionaire. Well, I probably wouldn't be in that line. But you follow what I'm describing, right? If I didn't have belief in self, I can't let that woman cut me. So what because use, you
0: I? would be preoccupied with the fall. Yes. Yeah, for
1: sure. Maybe. So what use am I? For sure. So what I'm speaking to when I say Advil, uh, money, is the Advil for financial pain. Is that the cause of the financial pain is not not having money. The cause of the financial pain is not being the person... That people want to give a lot of money to. Consistently. And, and who is ready to accept it. Mm-hmm. Those... Those all must be aligned for you to sustainably earn that money. Otherwise, it's Advil.
0: I got nothing else for you. That hits hard for me.
1: Turn pro. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Active Live Podcast. Please remember, give us a hand, rate it, review it, wherever you listen to shows. We are on a mission to humanize the healthcare industry by professionalizing the fitness industry to empower the individual to live a life unlimited by the way that their body looks, feels, or performs. If you are inspired by that mission and want to jump on the wagon, find us anywhere, Active Life Professional on Instagram, Active Life Rx on Instagram. Come to me personally at Dr. Sean Pestridge. We want to welcome you onto the train. We want you to be a part of the mission. We want to offer you the opportunity to pursue this right alongside us. We're inspired by your effort, and we hope to help you in your journey. Turn back.